Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash being boss. All right, bosses, I think it's likely this month that you've learned that for every pound of practical business experience and inspiration I bring to this space and have brought for years, it is paired with and has always been paired with a pound of very receptive, intuitive energy that really makes it next level possible for me and how I operate to show up and do the work. In the last episode, I gave both a bird's eye view of times in my business when I let intuition drive the bus, bringing to life some crazy ideas that have equated to the largest moves I've made in my creative career, and some insight into an energetic practice that keeps me free to show up just as myself. And this week, I'm sharing with you a peek into my favorite magical modality, as I have a conversation with a guest who's an author, a creative business boss, and a pro on the topic of astrology. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson. And I think we can all agree that astrology has been having a moment for about a decade plus and it's only intensifying. Though knowing your sign has been a thing for several generations, it now feels like the whole world is on board with bewaring Mercury retrogrades and eclipses. I talk about this trendiness of astrology with today's guest, Mecca Woods, along with a dive into how the planets can act as a mirror of the luck and divine timing that make running a business quite a bit more magical. I'm very excited to introduce you to Mecca, a New York City-based astrologer and author. Her horoscopes and expertise have been featured in places like Bustle, Refinery29, Essence, TLC, and BuzzFeed. She also teaches workshops around the country and abroad on personal development and astrology, and co-hosts the astrology podcast Stars on Fire. Her books, Astrology for Happiness and Success, and the Cosmic Coloring Book series are available now wherever books are sold. This interview with Mecca was recorded earlier this month in front of a live virtual audience as a part of our Guided by Intuition gathering, which will soon be available for replay within the clubhouse tier of the Being Boss community. And because how could I not, be sure to hang around to the end of this episode where I ask Mecca for a bit of a horoscope for us creative business folks as we wrap up the year that is 2020, in case you're into that kind of thing. Now, before we dive in, Here's a word from our sponsor. I just want to take a minute to shout out to all the small business owners out there. It's hard work balancing your bottom line and taking care of your team. That's why Gusto built an easier and more affordable way to manage payroll benefits and more. Automatic payroll tax filing, simple direct deposits, 
free health insurance administration, 401ks, onboarding tools, you name it, Gusto made it simple. And right now you can get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash being boss. That's gusto.com slash being boss. Hello, Mecca. Hi, Emily. Hi, and everyone here. Super excited about being, about one, having this conversation with you. We've been chatting together over the past, I guess, day about so many things, Mm -hmm. but we haven't been able to like really dive into your story yet. So I am very excited about diving in and we're doing it in front of our live audience of bosses who have all- bosses. Right? They've all started getting in, right? Okay, I do have to say, (laughs) Mecca is wearing the most fabulous pair of glasses and her earrings (laughs) are so on point. Thank you. I love it. Um, I'm excited to be here with all of our bosses. We're going to be diving in with Mecca in a way that we haven't really been able to for the past couple of days. Mecca has joined us for... um, for a breakout session and a couple of panels. But this conversation is just you and I, and we're going to talk about you and your journey, but also astrology. Because I do have to say that we have had lots of woo bosses on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. Um, But for whatever reason, we've never had an astrologer. Ah, okay. I don't know. Like astrology, I've told you, is like one of my favorite um, woo practices or modalities or like, I'm totally in there. Um, but we haven't had an astrologer yet. So welcome first boss astrologer. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) All right. To get us started, I would love for you to share with us a bit about your journey, both in astrology, but also entrepreneurially. So what has, what has led you to be, to be you now? Um, I guess the best way I could describe that is um, kind of based off a conversation that my mom and I had recently. And she kind of came up to me out of the blue and she was like, you know, she's like, you know, I've been thinking about you a lot. And and I realized like, you're, you're the kind of woman that doesn't take no for an answer. (laughs) She was like, you don't, you don't really like, like for people to tell you no. And I feel like that really kind of sums up like who I am in terms of like my career, my career choices, um, how I became an astrologer. I, I, well, I always wanted to, to have a a job where I could positively impact the world around me. Um, I have a very like, I guess, altruistic spirit in that regard, in terms of like wanting to, to do things. And, And at first I thought it was going to be, um, through like, fiction writing. Like I thought I was going to do it like through the publishing, which, you know, full circle, I did end up doing it with with my book and my horoscopes. Like, so it did kind of come together um, in that regard in some way. But for me, I didn't find astrology until about, um, it's been about 10 years now, a little over a decade ago. And I was working in a nonprofit and uh, working, you know, helping people doing what I wanted in that regard. But I just felt very blocked and very stuck and kept having like, you know, butting heads with management and, and just, and, and being in these positions where I was just constantly made to feel smaller than, than what I was. 
And that just kind of really rubbed me really wrong. And I was kind of like, you know, what, what should I be doing? I don't know. Feeling like very like at this crossroads. And that's where astrology kind of entered my life because I went for a reading. Um, and, I, you know, it was funny because like, I was still, even with the work that I do, like sometimes I'm still a little bit skeptical when, you know, like, does this, is this really going to work? You know, like, I, I, you know, what is she going to tell me? You know, like, and, you know, she blew me away. Like the astrologer, you know, my, my having that very first astrology reading, like she really blew me away and was able to tell me stuff about the things that she wouldn't have known otherwise, you know, without looking at, at my, my birth chart. And that was the thing that really hooked me you know, that, that just kind of set, set the wheels in motion. And so what it happened, I just started to research and read and pouring all over the internet and the blogs and the chats and, and just, just trying to find out everything that I could find out about uh, astrology and my chart. And it just so happened that at around that same time, um, things at work became really, really toxic at that point. And I was on the verge, like every other week I would be like, I'm quitting, <laughs> I'm quitting, I'm quitting. But I would, I couldn't work up the courage at that time because I was like, you know, I'm a single mom, you know, um, I didn't have another, another giant job lined up, even though I was interviewing for jobs, but they weren't coming through for whatever reason, the universe must've known that like, no, you know, this is not your, your thing. Um, but it, it was just this kind of like perfect storm of just being unhappy and then also just kind of being like, you know what, what else is there, you know, like to sit and, 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 and suffer, um, or, or do I, you know, short my courage and actually take a leap and actually leave this place and, and do something that's more enjoyable. So what, ha what, what happened was, um, as I started to become more interested in astrology, I ended up also finding a mentor who taught me everything that she knew um, about astrology from the business perspective, from like the, the, the technical sense and everything of that nature. And she was one who really helped me to see that I could actually make a legitimate business out of it. Because I think one of the things for me was like getting over some of the stigma around it of like, oh, you know, because people used to call me Miss Cleo, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They used to call me Miss Cleo and they, they used to like make jokes and things of that nature. But I was, it was something that I was really like interested. But by the way, uh, reading about Miss Cleo, like she's actually a boss, you know, herself, like she was actually a boss herself. Um, so now I take it as a compliment, you know, when people make jokes like that. Um, but, but yeah, people used to like, uh, he was like, oh, but, but I could, but they were also blown away at the fact that I could read them very well. Um, and then I actually had a gift for it. And that was the thing that also kind of kept me going because I was like, no, there's something to this. Like I actually am doing this pretty well. And so long story short, um, I, I found my mentor. I quit the job finally because everything kind of, I just kind of blew up that part of my life. Um, I ended up moving back home with my mom because my mom, you know, she's definitely like both my parents are very supportive. Like, you know, you don't have to take anyone's shit, <laughs> you know, like you don't, you know, like, you know, if you need a place to to stay, like, you know, come in, I packed up my, you know, my daughter, we went, we moved back in. Um, I took a couple of side jobs for a little bit, for a little while working in like customer service, you know, just to have like an income while I was building up my practice. And eventually uh, I started to write for Bustle. Like it just started to like grow. Like the more I would say, like the more I like didn't take no for an answer, 
And the more I just kind of like believed in, in myself and believed in like this path that I was on, the more things started to open up for me. And eventually it became a full-time practice where I became a full-time astrologer. There are so many pieces of this that I want to dive into. That is such a, not to discredit by any way your experience, but this is mirrored in so many boss stories that I hear where like things just start falling together. Like you're met with some difficulty. You find this thing that's helpful. You obsessively dive into it. Someone walks into your life that's going to help you. And then the world just kind of opens up. Yeah. Which I think is is something that I want to dive into. But I also want to ask you talk about getting that first reading. So you, you work is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um you're looking for answers. Mm-hmm. Why was it an astrology reading? Do you like have any recollection of why that was the way you needed to like get the help that you needed? Yeah, so it was actually a two twofold kind of situation. So it was work. My work life wasn't, wasn't working. Um, and also my love life wasn't working. And it just so happened that the astrologer, so how I, how I found the astrologer and got the reading was I picked up her book first. Um, and it was an astrology book about like love and relationships. Cause I was trying to figure like, you know, why am I constantly running into the same pattern and you know, why, you know, attracting the same kind of person over and over again and you know, all of that. And so I had loved what she had to say in the book so much that I was like, well, let me get, you know, and I saw that she was offering readings like, you know, in, um, on her website. And I was just like, oh, well, let me, let me check it out and let me see, you know, if there's anything, uh, anything to this. And so I was really, I went open, but I also was kind of like, all right, you know, is this, you know, like, what is she going to tell me kind of thing? And like I said, like she, she was able to look at my chart and explain it in a way that felt empowering. And I think that that was the thing about astrology that really, that really drew me in because I felt like astrology gives you the tools for you to kind of put yourself in the driver's seat, you know, and not feel like you're the victim of like unforeseen forces or circumstances. So like, even when things that, uh, you know, are tough or like outside of our control, right astrology can show us like how to navigate those things and how to weather the storm. If we have to batten down the hatches, you know, and and kind of say, and and can also give us like a timeline, you know, and say like, okay, you know, for the next six months, we know things are going to be a bit rocky or shaky. All right, let's try to just like do the best that we can to kind of get through this, this, this tough period. But I know that there's a light at the end of this tunnel. Right. And so with that kind of uh, being armed with that kind of knowledge, you know, was really uh, crucial for me because it really helped me to kind of plan and kind of like, you know, and also validate why I was feeling the way that I was feeling, you know, like that. I think that's the thing too, that when it comes to astrology, why people are so turned on to it and why people look to it during times of uncertainty, because they want to be able to feel validated. Like, you know, there's so many people that I talk to, you know, the clients that I have on like one-on-one basis. And I tell them things like, no, you're supposed to be on this path or no, no, you're supposed to be this or, or no, like, you know, like don't, <laughs> a lot of my, a lot of my conversations are around like telling people like not to take no for an answer to, you know, like no for an answer when it comes to dealing with the, the world at large and also like being mindful of telling themselves no you know, when it comes to certain things. And so, yeah, like that, I think astrology 
because it showed me how to unpack my who I was and like how to like work with what I have and like turn that up times a thousand to get you know to get where I wanted to go that was the thing that drew me drew me in I love what you're talking about there because I've several pieces of this complete I agree with everything but several pieces of this really stand out to me one of which being that light at the end of the tunnel like there are these timelines that astrology gives you that allows you to really um to really see that there are ends to hard times, right? Mm-hmm, like, right. and I have connected to that before, for sure. Being able to see, like, I feel like shit right now, <laughs> or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, right. this is not my life. Like, this is right. just Pluto sitting on me. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. So I think that's really huge. That has always. I've found that sort of external validation of my own feelings and that light at the end of the tunnel very important and is Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I love astrology. But I also love what you're saying here around, um, at least at the moment, one of the things that you find yourself doing a lot is telling people not to take no for an answer. Right. Right. right, And the thing that I find super interesting here is that astrology can help can help us with whatever like conditioning or deconditioning we need to do around whatever is happening in the modern world Mm. because the themes and astrology are timeless. Right. 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 So those timeless themes, it doesn't matter like what the problem is of the moment. Right. Astrology will always help pull you out of it because those themes traverse all times and Mm -hmm. all conditions. And at the moment, the thing is don't take no for an answer. But it makes me wonder, like, what was the thing that all the astrologers were saying in the 80s or the 60s? Because I bet it has shifted through each decade or generation. But astrology is always there sort of holding this equilibrium of like, here's how the world needs to function. Here's how humans need to get out of their own way, whatever it is however it is, whenever it is. Right. I find that truly fascinating. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I mean, you know, that's a conversation that I find myself uh, having with a lot of folks who always want to know, like, well, how, you know, how are you guys making the predictions? And like, you know, is there really anything to this? And, you know, talking to people who might be a little bit skeptical, you know, which, of course, I encounter um, over over the, <laughs> over the course of my, you know, my work. But my thing is like, you know, it's not that we're like pulling things out of the air. We're just looking at the patterns. We're looking at the past. Right. And we're looking, we're saying like, you know, if these kind of uh, conditions, you know, these planetary conditions were existing uh, back, you know, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, hundreds of years ago. Right. And it's it's happening again because everything, you know, is a cycle. Right. Everything kind of comes around full circle at some point or another. Um, I, I have a friend. um my friend Janelle Bel- Belgrave, who's also an astrologer, you know, she was talking about how, you know, we live in a closed circuit, you know, nothing is ever really happening, you know, at random. And so when we talk about that in context to, you know, timing and time and things of that nature, it's all very cyclical, you know? And so, so we can use that to kind of look back and say, okay, this was going on and we can learn from the past, you know, we can try not to <laughs> make the same mistakes that we've made in the past, you know, and try to choose differently. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the things, uh, the themes and, you know, issues and things like that, like these are not new things, you know, that we're dealing with, but, but the astrology can give us a tool in terms of like how to 
make new choices, you know, or, or handle things in a, in a new or a different way. Um, so that that's where, you know, I feel like there's that um, intersection, you know, where it comes to like the past and the present and the future and like trying to like collab, you know, condensing the timeline in some way. Right. Tasha over here is mirroring this, saying that astrology on its surface is exactly the thing that gives me the relief that everything is cyclical. Things ebb and flow and nothing lasts forever, good or bad. Right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Okay. I do want to go back to your story just a little bit. Because one of the things that you were talking about is this idea that, you know, your your job was getting real sucky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you were not happy with it. Right. Um, you um, ended up getting this reading and not only getting this reading, but like almost gaining an obsession. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At yeah. This yeah time, absolutely. At this time as well. Um, you met this mentor. That mm-hmm. helped you sort of navigate the switch. It sounds like um, it sounds like divine timing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I when I look back at the transits, you know, the planet, like what was going on, you know, for my chart at the time, it was absolutely divine timing. Um, back then, um, which, which is interesting because uh, we're having sort of the inverse, uh, you know, like this, like so, like sometimes, like um, so, how can explain it. So back when I decided I wanted to become an astrologer, we were having um, an eclipse cycle on the Gemini and Sagittarius axis. So eclipses, um, we were talking a little about them yesterday. I was telling people not to charge you know, their crystals underneath them. But eclipses, eclipses are, are, are game changers. You know, like they force us to grow and they force us to evolve. And when they hit your sun, you know, because your sun is your identity, your sun is your energy, your sun is who you are authentically. Right. And your ability to feel comfortable in your skin Um, when eclipses land on your sun, you know, it forces you to be like, where am I dulling my shine? You know, where where am I living inauthentically and where do I need to start, you know, being the real me? And so when that was happening back then, you know, it really forced me to level up and say, like, you know, I'm not happy where I am. I don't feel like I'm utilizing my talents. I feel, you know, taken for granted. I feel small. Like it was just it just like the the, the way the, uh, the astrology, you know, the way the stars aligned for me uh, back then definitely showed me that I needed to to step it up, you know. And and, and I think that's the thing with astrology, too, like. It, it shows you the work that you need to do and the ways in which you need to show up for yourself. And it can give you the guideline, you know, or like the blueprint on how to do that. And so uh, what I was talking about, like how we're sort of in, the, in a similar pattern. So like, you know, we're, we, we started the Gemini and Sagittarius eclipses again. So over the next, uh, you know, 18 months, you know, us Sages and Virgos and Pisces and Gemini influenced people, you know, we're going to be coming up for new changes, you know, again, um, so, so yeah, it, it, yeah, definitely everything kind of came together. It is definitely a, a perfect storm. Knowing things like this eclipse season coming up and that it is on the same axis, though opposite of what right. it was previously. Right. How does that make you feel? Do you get like, does it make <laughs> you anxious? Are you glad you know? Do you wish you didn't know? Like, how do you feel about like having this sort of insight? Um, it's. Sometimes a gift and a curse, 
to know. <laughs> right. You know, um, sometimes I do like when it comes to uh, different things, sometimes I do at times need to kind of take the astrologer's hat off a little bit and just kind of allow myself to lean into whatever the energy is coming out without necessarily having to have every step planned and plotted out, you know, and I would say that that's a big, been a big theme for 2020. It's definitely going to be a theme for 2021 for, for all of us when it comes, because there's a lot of, lot more changes ahead. I mean, there's always change, like change is the con is the only constant, I think, um, but yeah, just like this ability to be curious and to be open, um, to be, you know, to have some plans in place, but to not be so fixated on certain outcomes or so rigid in our approach that we don't allow the room for the flexibility. And that's very Gemini and Sagittarius, you know, it's, we're, we're the mutable signs, you know, of the Zodiac, Gem, Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, uh, and Pisces, you know, we, we, we go with the flow and kind of adapt to the situation, um, at hand. And that I would say is probably going to be the best approach that all of us, you know, are going to need to take, um, going forward because things are going, you know, I mean, you know, you see it now, like every other day, there's a, an interesting twist or a turn, you know, we haven't even gotten out of 2020 yet. So, um, I think in terms of, you know, like knowing things and, and being plugged in, it, it, it is helpful, but I also try not to, like, I, I try to, you know, there's a fine line that I walk. Um, and then I also kind of like encourage people, like, don't lean too, too heavily on the astro astrology either. You know, like there, there definitely has to be an ability to kind of like go with the flow and trust what's happening without needing to know every single step that's coming up. Um, because, some, and also sometimes you just can't. You know, like sometimes, you know, I've seen things and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. We'll see when it happens, you know, like sometimes it has to be very honest too about, about that kind of situation. But yeah. For sure. I, yeah. I definitely heard of astrologers who have to take breaks from mm -hmm. their work, who have to yeah. like not read any more charts or not look and see what's happening because they just need to like just go with their own flow. And yeah. I would imagine that that diving in, especially as often as like a professional astrologer does, mm -hmm. would sometimes require that like turning off. Of yeah, life. absolutely. Just, just not. And if someone is sort of obsessed with reading their horoscopes, right, right. there can right. be a sort of giving over of your power of your own life. Mm -hmm. when you absolutely. Are leaning into them a little bit too much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have had, uh, you know, some situations where I've had people email me when they didn't see their horoscope or didn't get their horoscopes. And I was just like, I, on one hand, I'm flattered, you know, you like, <laughs> right. I'm like, and, like, and this, and this happened, uh, last year cause I had, uh, an, an injury where I had, uh, had, had a fall and broke my wrist. So mm -hmm. I couldn't write. And, you know, people were, <laughs> were emailing me like, Hey, where's the horoscopes? And I had to be like, I broke my wrist. There's a human being behind these horoscopes. You know, like I, I broke my wrist. I injured myself and they're like, Oh, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm like, guys, <laughs> This is not the end and end all or be all. I promise you. I promise. Like it's okay to, to just to live your to live your life without necessarily, you know, having the knowing either. You know, so for sure. Okay, yeah. I do want to pick your brain a little bit for someone who is not as familiar with astrology. 
or someone who, you know, maybe who doesn't read horoscopes though? Like who has not at some point in their life picked up, like even, even my dad will sometimes go through and read horoscopes or, you know, talk to me about them on the phone. It's very funny. And he's not, he doesn't put any stock into those kinds of things, but they're so accessible that really literally everyone has um, has read theirs, I'm sure, at some point or another. But I would love to hear from you if if you have this on top of your mind. Like, how does it work? Like, what mm-hmm. is happening with the planets that, like, affects? Like, in your words, what is the magic that is happening that causes a transit to do something? Or, like, when Pluto is sitting on your sun or whatever it may be. Like, right. how is that working? So I guess the best way that I can describe it, um, it kind of it kind of goes in alignment with that phrase as above, so below. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, you know, as, as human beings living here on on this planet, um, you know, we're we're a part of the natural order or the natural cycle, you know, of life, you know, and that also includes whatever's going on in the heavens or you know out there in in you know in the universe. And so when we talk about like, you know, planets, uh, you know, things in the horoscopes when you're having a transit, I tell people that it's not so much that the planet is necessarily doing anything to you. It's just that it's providing a language for, for what is going on in your life. You know, it's providing some context, you know, in terms of what's going on in your life. And so as astrologers, what we're doing is we're looking at these cycles of these planets, right? And we're looking at our own, you know, and using that, those cycles to divine, define our own, basically. And so when we talk about like, you know, Pluto is, you know, fighting with the moon or, you know, uh, you know, eclipses or, or whatever, we're just giving a language to what is happening. Um, you, you basically using like the natural, you know, order of, of, the, of, of life essentially. Um, and so I think when people are thinking about horoscopes or thinking about planets, um, it's important to know that we do have some free will, you know, we do have some, some choice in terms of what happens to us. And like I said, like, you know, even for the things that are outside of our control or things that we can't necessarily, you know, do anything about, uh, the astrology can give us some tool or, or some language on like how to like, what's happening. First of all, like, okay, why do I feel, you know, uh, this way, why is this happening? But then also say, okay, you know, this is how you get through this. Around Being Boss, we don't care if you're reading AstroCharts, designing websites, or coaching people on how to be a better public speaker. We just want you to make money doing work you love. There's two key things there. You got to focus on doing work you love, and you have to make money. Finding the work you love is up to you, and my recommendation is that you try a lot of things and find something that lights you up and makes money. And when it comes to that money part, there's a little simple business truth that works real well here, no matter what you're slinging. Always be collecting, which today means send your invoices, which is why we love FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. They make it easy for you to get paid. Join FreshBooks today and get 50% off your first three months. Just go to freshbooks.com slash being boss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. I think that's such a great definition. And I'll even say I've used, um, I want to, can we talk about my Saturn return? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
because this for me, my Saturn return was probably my first intro into astrology. Mm-hmm. I remember someone, one of my clients even was like, she was like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm oh, 27. And she's like, oh, your Saturn return's coming or something. And I was like, what are you even talking about? Right. And so I go and I Google it and I'm totally entranced. I read all about it and I discover that this is like some, you know, it could be some amazing upheaval that could really define who it is that I become next, like all of these things. And I remember reading that and seeing it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. of like yes i could just like stay i could do nothing for sure i can also take this whole like bit of divine timing if you want this like little bit of luck that i've like had this um this has been brought to my consciousness at just the right time that i have the ability to gain the awareness as to what transit is happening that i can actually take it into my own hands and i very consciously rearranged my life Mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. more of what it is that I wanted it to be. Whereas, you know, oftentimes, we, and even the things that I was reading around Saturn Returns, everything was like, um, you know, it's a very trying time. It's going to be so difficult. Like all these things. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what kind of fun I can have. And right. I ended up just changing how it was that I was working, um, where mm-hmm. it was that I lived, how it is that I lived. Like I, I initiated a right. complete upheaval and rearrangement of my life that really set me on more of an aligned path because I knew it was coming, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, that's even yeah. another way how you can use it. I, I I don't love the word empowerment. And anyone here who's like uh, subscribed to the newsletter, you've potentially read. I probably should, probably should turn it into a blog post or an episode because I do have this... <laughs> very sincere issue with the word empowerment. Um, But I think because of the world we live in, for me, having that knowledge empowered me, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To make changes, to see this at as a time that could be like divinely aligned with making some shifts in my life that I needed to do. Um, So I will say like there is this as above, so below that is a little bit, um, that can be very just, cause and effect, but Mm -hmm. you can also be the cause that causes the effect with this sort of inner knowing yeah, outer knowing of what's happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. I absolutely believe that we co-create with the universe, you know, that we're, that we're co-creators. Absolutely. And I think that, um, that is, that it's important, like, you know, astrology kind of shows us how we can be, you know, and how we can, um, do that, as best as we, we possibly can, you know, um, based on our gifts, you know, based on, um, our talents, based on, on who we are just, you know, innately. And, you know, my Saturn return also was kind of like the catalyst for me in terms of like becoming a, a, an astrologer, you know, like, um, like shortly after I, so my, my Saturn return was, was, was funny because I got a promotion at the job that I hated. <laughs> And was making more money and, you know, doing all this. And then suddenly I realized, I was like, I actually hate this. <laughs> you know, like, I actually am not happy here. And it was funny because uh, where I was having my Saturn return, it was going through both my uh, my first house, which is all about my self-image, right? And, and you know, how I'm interacting with the world. And then it was going, and then it started to go through my second house, which is the zone that has to do with like your values, you know, and your income and like what you feel is most important to you, including like, you know, your worth. And Saturn was like, um, you know, are you, you sure you're happy? Like, 
this is what you really want? And I was like, no. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, it, you know, Saturn, you know, pushed me, you know, um, to, to, to do that, to do that work. And, you know, and that's kind of like a thing too, like when we talk about like the difficult transits, you know, or the difficult, you know, astrology, um, you can let go, you know, or you could be dragged, you know, you have, you have an option. <laughs> That is such a good, it's, that's, you can let go or be dragged a hundred percent. You have right. the choice. You have the right. choice. Wonderful. Okay. So I want to go into then this idea of d- divine timing or luck, um, because I do think that those are just like other terms for lots of things, honestly. But how do you, and maybe you even began touching on this with this idea of as above, so below, but maybe my question really is, how can we work with that? Like, what does it look like to lean into letting things happen? Mm -hmm. Do you need to be reading astrology a lot? Or do you just, is there something else that you need to be doing? Like, what does it, what does it look like for you to show up for luck or put yourself in the place of luck or otherwise like expose yourself to divine timing? I think, I think it's a combination of, um, like of head and heart basically. Right. So many, so many of us, and and I, and I find myself talking about this too, a lot with clients because so many of us are split in two, you know, like our head says one thing, our heart says another, and we can never really get them in agreement. And what I found is that the way in which we align those two sides of us really has to do with listening to what our heart is telling us, right? So if we're not happy about something, or maybe there's something that excites us and we're like, oh, wow, I want to go after this thing, or I want to do this thing, then we have to get our head behind it by saying, okay, this is possible, right? Or, okay, this is the, uh, you know, the, the hard decision that I need to make in order for me to get to this, this good place or this, or this, or this nice place. Right. So that's usually how I see it. It's about kind of, um, you know, having the expectation, right. That good things can happen or that good things can come to you, that you're deserving, that you're worthy, that, you know, life has like lots of good things to offer. And then the other side of it is, you know, actively putting in the work, right? So it kind of, it kind of reminds me of, uh, this, um, Bible verse, which, you know, I'm, I'm, oh God, this is meta, meta Sagittarius. I'm sorry. <laughs> because Sagittarius, Sagittarius, you know, we're always preaching from the pulpit somehow. Um, <laughs> or on Go some, or some magical, it. magical carpet ride. But, um, it reminds me of the, the, the idea that faith without works is dead, right? You know, so it's like you, you can't have the dream, right. Or you can't have like this belief or this expectation without putting in some work behind it. And so the, the, the it's kind of like a com- like a combination. So you put in the work with the expectation that that work is going to pay off or that, or that thing is going to come true. So it's kind of, it's kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand. And, and that's usually like the way that I try to approach life too, because I have my moments too where I'm like, I need this thing to happen, or I want this thing to happen, or if it doesn't happen, ah, you know, like, or whatever, or like, when is this thing, you know, is this, this thing going to be over? You know, I get, I can get quite impatient and quite willful, you know, again, I don't like to take no for an answer. Right. But, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I'm kind of, I, I, you know, I, I try to practice what I preach and I try to say that like, 
you know, if I'm doing the work, if I'm showing up, if I'm having the expectation that things will work out eventually, then that's the energy that I need to constantly like lean into. So the minute that we start, uh, you know, trying to control every aspect of our life, the minute that we are uh, doubting, you know, or being like, oh, that's not going to happen or, oh, I shouldn't try or, you know, the minute that we put like fear or desperation onto things, that's usually when we're out of alignment, you know, or, or, you know, we're just kind of, we're in that sort of that, um, that fractured, you know, sort of place, you know, but the minute that we say, you know, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do the work and trust that the universe has my best interest at heart, you know, regardless of, of, of how things turn out, if, cause sometimes, you know, bad things that quote unquote, bad things that happen can sometimes be blessings in disguise, you know what I mean? Or the redirect that we need in order to get back on the path, you know, that, that we're supposed to be on. So, you know, like you were saying, like, there's no such thing as like, I was good or bad or, you know, negative and, and all of that. It's just experiences, you know, that we're having in this body, in this lifetime. Um, and so when I think about that in context to, you know, um, luck or timing, I think part of it is what we do and the energy that we're putting into things. Um, and also the expectation of things, you know, to come. I agree with all of this. I often think that you make your own luck, right? Mm-hmm. Which is right. very similar yeah. to what you like. You have to show up. You have to put yourself in that place. You have to put in the hours. You have to like, you have to be there. You have to go to luck. You have to make that journey. Right. Um, you have to put yourself in a place where you can like meet that mentor or get that opportunity or, you know, meet that person, whatever it may be. Um, oftentimes I'll hear people like, I'm not lucky <laughs> or like, right. it's never going to come to me, whatever. Usually those people are the people who are just like sitting on their couch scrolling Mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it may be like they're not they're not making their own luck they're not showing up for it so it doesn't matter what's happening in the planets <laughs> right, right 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 or any yeah. of those things um if you're not up like engaging and contributing and showing up and all of those things nothing is going to be happening in your life there yeah. is a co-creation you're completely absolutely right. absolutely like one of one of my favorite examples to use with that is like you know, when people talk about, oh, you know, I want to find love. Okay. So what are you doing to find love? Like, are you going out and meeting new people? Are you, you know, socializing? Like, are you doing things that are going to put you in the path of like your next partner, you know, or are you staying home? You know, are you avoiding people? Are you energetically closed off, you know, with that? Because you're like, I don't want what has happened in the past to happen to me again, you know? And so it's like, you, and you can have all these wonderful transits, you know what I mean? Oh my God. Like I've, I've looked at people's charts before and been like, oh, this, this is, this is great. That's great. This is coming up. But unless you actually do something with it, it, it'll definitely go to waste. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's turn this then towards business because I feel like yes. we've like, we've set up this really great foundation of how this works and what you have to do and all of yes. these things. But what if, the, what does this mean for business? And maybe even the direction I want to take us in mm-hmm. is, um, what sort of things do we need to look out for? How do we need to show up? Like if we are looking at our, at our horoscopes, like what are those real juicy times for those like creative business owners of us? What does it look like, um, in application to your mm-hmm. work? Yes. 
So one of the things, um, I guess this, oh, this is a perfect example. So like retrogrades, for example, right? Um, a lot of people fear retrogrades when they hear about retrogrades, you know, um, Mercury or Venus or Mar like Mars is retrograde right now. Uh, Mercury is going retrograde in a couple of days. Uh, you know, people freak out because retrogrades uh, technically are known for making thing, the energy very wonky because retrogrades are for revisiting the past and not about moving forward, right? So one of the things uh, that I tell people, especially like business owners, because, you know, we we're I think we're a different breed in the, in the sense that we're always just trying to like hit that next goal, that next target, you know, like I got to make this happen, you know, because if I don't make this happen and I don't eat, you know, like we're constantly, you know, in this very forward thinking place. And I think on the one hand, it's a great thing because, you know, it gives us the ability, you know, we have the, the, the preparation and, you know, that foresight and like that, you know, the imagination, that vision, you know, to keep you know, to keep moving. But, you know, again, everything goes in a cycle. So there, there are times when we do need to slow down, when we do need to like revisit, when we need do need to go backwards a bit to kind of uh, reorient ourselves, right? And kind of figure out, okay, should I be doing this? Does this, does this make sense? You know, maybe this, I need to revise or update this, or, you know, maybe this doesn't work. I just need to completely let this go. And then, you know, when we have a clear idea of, you know, what the game plan is going to be, when the, the planet starts to turn forward again, then we can start to go forward too, you know, with a, with a clear head and with a clear mind in terms of like what we're going to do next. So I would say like, you know, in terms of like retrogrades, try not to fear them. Um, the best way to work with them is to slow down and to think about what you're going to do first. You know, don't um, try not to uh, have that like FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. You know, you're not really missing out on anything. And that also has to do with the timing, too. Right. Everything happens when it's supposed to happen, not when we necessarily think it's going to happen. Right. So if, if you're if you're finding yourself coming up against like delays and, you know, uh, you know, um, or quote unquote missed opportunities or, or things that just seem like they're not coming together when you, when, when you think that they're supposed to, you know, it probably more than likely, you know, especially cause this year has been a, a year full of retrogrades, um, you know, probably more than likely it's just not the right timing for it. And it must, it, you know, especially with, when we talk about like a mercury retrograde, um, cause mercury retrogrades tend to happen a lot more frequently. We tend to be, they tend to be a lot more noticeable. Um, then I say, then I would say like any of the other planets, um, although when Venus and Mars go retrograde, which they don't do, uh, very often, um, that, that energy tends to, uh, be also noticeable as well. Um, but like for right now, you know, especially as we go in deeper into, um, or as we're finishing out 2020, I'm like, we're deeper. No, we, we need to, we need to close out 2020. <laughs> Let's dig ourselves out of that hole, please. Right, right, right. So, um, so yeah, so as we close out 2020, um, it's really going to be important that we take it slowly, you know, um, and, and not try to like speed through things or, you know, rush things or overcommit or, or even beat ourselves up because we are, we're not at quote unquote a hundred percent, you know, um, this year in general, energetically has been incredibly tough on everyone. And I think it's important for all the bosses to, uh, have some self-compassion 
you know, and to be very gentle with ourselves because I mean, you know, we're all kind of going through this collective uh, trauma, you know, and it, it, it requires, it requires a certain amount of uh, healing and time and space and strength and, and all of these things and, you know, to get through it. And sometimes that means that you just might not be able to send out that newsletter this week. You know, you might not be able to, to meet that client, you know, tomorrow. You might not be able to get these emails out, you know, at a certain time or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. And so I would say, like, if things feel slow, if things feel frustrating, um, you know, it's not going to be forever. But to really take that time to slow down and, and to sort of redirect your energy into some things, especially, you know, because Mars, you know, the Mars retrograde is going to be going on until November 13th. And Mars is energy that is about motivation. That's about like, you know, uh, keeping us moving essentially. And when Mars is retro, it's not a time for like that forward, you know, hard driving momentum. It's a time for slowing down, taking a break, taking a breather, you know, um, again, redirecting your energy into other things that might need your attention right now, as opposed to, you know, that email or that newsletter or, or, or that, you know, particular thing. So that's my huge advice. I think, um, when it comes to timing for, for bosses, um, not to, not to force things, you know, like sometimes we need that, that stop, that stop, that big glaring stop sign, you know, in front of us. Um, because you never know, like it, it can help you with, uh, taking better care of yourself. Um, it can help you to discover something or see things in a different light that you might not have seen before. Um, it could help you, let's say, for example, you uh, decide not to take that client and decide and said, I'm going to meet with a therapist, you know, that, you know, like that meeting with the therapist could then catapult you into something else, you know, like maybe you get some advice that you can take back into your business that can actually, you know, help you to flourish. You know, it, it, it really is about um, honoring that sort of in, intuitive, more receptive, more going with the flow energy, as opposed to like all of that, like very, and that's, and that's also Venus too. Like Venus is receptive. Venus is attractive. Venus doesn't fight to get what she wants because she knows that she's the shit. So it's going to come to her anyway. Right. Mars is a little bit different. Mars is like, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll murder people if I have to and to get my way. And that's not to say that Mars isn't useful because we need Mars, you know, when it comes to like, you know, being motivated or, or, or standing up for things or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like Mars helps us to get shit done. But Venus, you know, uh, which is kind of tied to the feminine principle, is really about letting things flow to you and letting things come to you and not having to fight and, and, and scrap and hustle for every single thing that you get. And, it, you know, that really lies in that ability to kind of like take a breather, take a chill, listening to your body, doing things that are pleasurable. You know, because when we're in a space of pleasure, that raises our magnetic, you know, a vibration to help us like with attracting things that we want. So um, I would say that is where I would really go with that. <laughs> right. And with astrology, there really is so many places you can go on right. given topics. Right. I, I think that is a beautiful, I think that is 
a beautiful set of uh, ideas and astrological comparisons mm-hmm. because one of the, a couple of things. So one, this idea that retrogrades are like they're happening, right? It's mm-hmm. happening in the in the planets. Why isn't it happening within us? Right. This idea right. of like this time when we're slowing down, we're being retrospective, literally retrospected or mm-hmm. retrospective. Um, we're revisiting things. You mentioned like it, it gives us it gives us a chance to take care of ourselves. But in terms of business, like let's think about Mercury, Mercury retrograde, which in a second, I would love to know if you have any thoughts around why Mercury retrogrades are so in our consciousness right now. Like mm-hmm. So we'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> but this idea of Mercury retrogrades giving us an opportunity to go back and look at our systems around how it is that we communicate. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, right. Like, mm-hmm. what if we literally just took Mercury retrogrades, not as a time to send newsletters, but as a time to sit back and, and take a look at how we've been sending newsletters and if it's actually the best way in which we need to communicate with our people. Right. right? Like, right. we can almost use these as times to really, um, to really look back and make stronger mm-hmm. in a way the things that we're building. I will say too, Mercury retrograde too has gotten such a bad rap lately. Yeah, um, I was born with Mercury retrograde, and I love Mercury retrograde. I know I was born with Mercury retrograde too, right? And so yes. I love that. So too, and I think I've heard that like a quarter of the population is born under a Mercury retrograde mm-hmm. or something. If I'm not mistaken, like how much of a year is covered in a Mercury retrograde? A quarter, a third? Um, probably a. quarter quarter because uh mercury goes retrograde about three times a year so we start this we open the year uh-huh. with a mercury retrograde then um there's a mercury retrograde in the summer and then there's one um uh, like in the, the the fall winter so right. yeah so about a quarter of the population then is born under a retrograde and yet we're all told to despise it for a quarter mm, yeah, of us yeah mercury right. retrograde is when we can be like we can finally communicate the most clearly <laughs> yes 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 absolutely. yeah yeah i always like it's it's always funny because when uh mercury retrogrades happen um i rarely have issues but it isn't until mercury starts to go forward again that's when i start to to get things get, because i'm not like i'm naturally a mercury retrograde person like that's my that's my wheelhouse <laughs> You know, like that's my jam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I often find that when Mercury is direct, I, anyone, especially anyone who's here who usually does live things with me, Mm. sometimes I have a hard time turning my thoughts into words or like Mm. literally sometimes I play, let's fill in Emily's blanks (laughs) with with the people here and they'll like type in the words that I'm missing in the chat box because they understand what I'm saying. I just can't say it out my mouth. Um, But during Mercury retrogrades, that's less of a thing. Like right. my ability to process thoughts and words is significantly better whenever right. Mercury is in retrograde because that's how I am personally wired. So I will say I would encourage everyone to like really think about your position on Mercury retrograde. Don't just mm-hmm. take the conditioning of like modern, you know, blog posts. <laughs> right. <laughs> As to right, how it right. is that you should conduct yourselves. Um, but I will say I still don't sign contracts under Mercury retrograde. Like I understand that in the world, Mercury is still retrograde and I'm not going to do things like signing contracts or making big deals and those kinds of things during that time. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would even say too, like when it comes to contracts, like sometimes, uh, 
sometimes they're a little, you can't put them off. Like, you know, like the, the, sometimes it's pressing, like you have to, to sign or you have to, uh, you know, make that agreement. And I would just say, just be very clear on what it is that you're signing. You know, like when it comes to retrograde, especially Mercury, because Mercury is about communication and, you know, details and facts and figures and, you know, being very, um, you know, being very, very, very clear, you know, about what it is um, that you're saying and doing. And so I would just say, like, if you do find yourself having to sign, you know, a lease or an agreement or a contract or anything of that nature um, during a Mer- Mer- Mercury retrograde, just make sure that uh, you're very clear on what it is that you're that you're signing or getting into. And that maybe that there's room for renego- renegotiation <clears throat> or, uh, you know, like an update or something like that. If if it, it comes up, if it's necessary. Perfect. Completely agreed. But yeah. I also love that I get to work with people who all get Mercury retrograde. So there have literally been times where I'm like, literally, I'm going to sign this in like two weeks. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I agree with everything, but just hold off. And they're like, oh, yeah, Mercury's in retrograde, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love it. I love how, uh, you know, it's become a little bit more popular, you know, for people to say like, oh, let's hold off or let's wait or let's come back to this, you know, after the retrograde. And and that makes me happy as an astrologer because I'm like, okay, now you're speaking my language. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like, you're getting my, it's not just speaking, you're actually getting my language, which I think is is wonderful. Then I would love to go back to that question then of like, why do you think that maybe one horoscopes and really astrology has actually served a huge purpose in the shaping of our world, right? Mm -hmm. Like think about all of the world leaders in the past who have had astrologies as part of their, um, as part of their support teams. And like some of them killed their astrologers once they were found out, like that was Mm -hmm. also a thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it's, it has always been such a huge part of, um, of humans, like traversing the world. One, what are your thoughts around that, if you have any? And two, why do you think it's coming up so much in the consciousness now? Or maybe even like all of this woo stuff in general, tarot and crystals and all of this. But I also feel like astrology is becoming more and more accessible and approachable than ever before. And part of that being like everyone says it was Mercury in retrograde these days. Like everyone has that bit of language. Why do you think it's coming up so much in the consciousness of of the world at the moment? Um, I think it has a lot to do with um, how much uncertainty there is in the world right now. And I think it also has to do with the, the generation um, that's gravitating towards it. Right. So we know that um, a lot of millennials are gravitating towards um, astrology and using it. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it just, gives them more, um, like I was saying before, like it, it just gives them more tools to utilize, you know, um, as opposed to maybe some other like traditions or, or faiths where it makes you feel like everything that's going on is your fault, you know, or that you're responsible for, for your failures and, you know, uh, you know, like you're the, like I said, like a victim, you know, of some sort of unseen force, you know, or things that are outside of your control, like, oh, well, you know, this is just the way it is kind of thing. And I think that astrology does kind of show people that they have more power, you know, like, no, you don't have to just sit there and take it. No, it's not necessarily your fault, 
you know, and I think that that's a huge thing too, especially um, for folks who might not have like access to certain resources, you know, or access to um, certain things that other people might have more access to. And I think it's important to recognize um, it's, it's, it's kind of kind of goes both ways of kind of saying like, it's not your fault that you're in this position or where you are, but you also have um, some leverage, like the stars can show you like, you know, there is a, a way that you can change things, you know, or there's a way that you can like navigate out of this space or, or navigate into better spaces. Right. Um, and I think that historically the reason why astrology has lasted this long, right. Cause it's been around for centuries. It's, it's, it's an ancient, you know, practice and it, it keeps coming back in waves because I think it's a thing um, one, it works, you know, you know, it, 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 there, there's something actually to this, but I think it also has to do with like how much it gives people in terms of like being like the, the masters of like their own domain. I agree. I agree with every bit of that. And I love what April is saying over here that it's not your fault, but it is your current reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like astrology does a great job of like giving you some context of what it is that you may be experiencing. And I think you're right too. It gives you options where mm-hmm. you may not have like totally grasped that you had options. Right. right? It gives you right. some options. And I think language too for dealing with whatever you, it is that you may be undergoing in any given moment. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So to wrap this up, I would love to know if. Y- if you see anything on the horizon that bosses should be considering, like what is happening in the planets over the next couple of weeks or months, if you're, if you're not too afraid to share, I'm also like a little afraid of even asking this question, but almost if you could give us like maybe a little horoscope, like what should we be looking for? What, what, what may be happening? Should we hide? (laughs) (laughs) I, oh goodness gracious. Um, I would say, so we still have uh, quite of um, a lot of uh, gnarly sky uh, to get through between now and the end of the year. Um, when we get to November, eclipse season is going to start up again. And eclipse season um, between November, there's a big eclipse on November 30th, and there's another eclipse on December 14th. Um, those Gemini Sag eclipses that I was talking about. And eclipse season in general, can be very uh, anxiety-inducing. You know, it can also drain your energy because the sun and the moon are getting together for kind of like a big cosmic download, if if you if if you if you will, where the energy is just really charged. You know, and the reason why is because there's a big change and transition that's coming coming through. And so I would say, you know, with all the changes that are coming through and the twists and turns, you know, the retrogrades and you know trying to navigate it all. I think this is really a time, um, like I said, to not push too hard right now. Um, you know, do what you can. I would also advise, like, maybe scheduling, um, if you can, maybe scheduling some time off around the eclipses um, just to kind of give yourself a break. Like, I, I, I blocked out, like, that week. Um, you know, for both, because I'm like, I, you know, I'm getting eclipsed. So, you know, if your, your chart is getting, when your chart gets heavily eclipsed, it does zap your energy. So, you know, it's good to kind of take off, um, that week or, you know, or, or those couple of days that surround an eclipse. So November 30th, 
mark your calendar, um, eclipse in Gemini. It's a lunar eclipse, full moon eclipse. So that's really a lot of energy coming in. And then on December 14th is a, a, a solar eclipse, a new moon um, in Sagittarius. So try to take it easy. You know, um, this is a good time for doing things that are, have meditative quality, you know, or therapeutic quality to it. Because anytime we talk about eclipses in Gemini and Sag, they tend to really fry the nervous system. So um, try to, yeah, try to, try to take it as slow as possible. Um, use these delays or these roadblocks as like the, the breaks that you need, you know, like you use them as, as the, the, the moments to kind of take a moment and chill. Um, but I will say that in terms of like harnessing the energy in ways that you can use it, this is a great time for studying new things, you know, uh, learning new skills, because anytime we talk about Gemini and Sag, um, it's the access of learning and knowledge. So, uh, Sagittarius is, is associated with travel and we can't really travel right now, but we can learn. So, you know, this is a great time to sign up for classes. It's a great, great time to brush up on your skills or to learn some new skills that you can add to your, your tool set. Um, this is a great time for connecting and networking and, and meeting new people and, you know, building your, uh, community and, um, building like, you know, te like teams, you know, and, and collaborating with folks. This is a great time for that. Um, and it's also a great time to just like, like I said, to, to kind of like be flexible. So, you know, you can have your game plan and you can have your vision for things that you want to see happen, but try not to be so attached to it or, or so like fixated on it that you don't make room for some of the other things that might come in because it could actually be things that could actually get you to where you want to go quicker. So, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. I, I hope that everyone takes that, listen to it, embrace it, see and find the opportunity um, and otherwise rest. Yes, <laughs> Just please, please do. Yes. I have, I have, four, I have four retrograde planets in my chart. So that's why I'm always like, and, you know, telling people I'm <laughs> the ministry of, of, of rest. <laughs> same, same. I think what you and I need to do a chart comparison. I think there yeah, might be a lot be of similarities ministry. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, wonderful. Mecca, where can people find more about you? Sure. You can find me on my website at mylifecreated.com. Um, my book is there. My book, uh, Astrology for Happiness and Success, is everywhere that books are sold. Um, I have my line of coloring books out, the cosmic coloring books. Um, same thing, everywhere books are sold. I'm on Instagram at One Mechanism, on Twitter at The Mechanism. But if you go to my website, everything is there. and You can just find all the links that you need. Perfect. And my last question for you, Mecca, what makes you feel most boss? What makes me feel most boss? Um, <laughs> when I love it when, <laughs> when people giggle like that before they tell me, I can't wait to hear. I think, I think, okay. So we started out talking about my, my, my earring choices and, you know, uh, when I, when I'm, when I'm looking good, that makes me feel boss. That makes me feel really confident. I'm a Leo rising. So I need, I need the fashions. <laughs> it's in your chart. It's in my chart. You know, I'm just living my chart out. So yeah, <laughs> that, that's what makes me feel boss. 
I love that. Thank you so much, Mecca, for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And thank you to everyone for, for listening in and for the compliments and, and for following. Thank you. I'm, I'm very, very touched. And there you have it. Our first dive into the story of an astrologer boss. If you've loved it, there's more where this came from. Hear more from Mecca and my squad of boss experts, including Bridget Esselmont of Biddy Tarot, educator and tarot deck creator Pamela Chen, and author and editor Tasha Harrison, and the replays of the Guided by Intuition Gathering, available in the Clubhouse tier of the Being Boss community in just a few days from this episode airing. You'll also be introduced to community members Carrie Hess, designer of the Spark Tarot deck, and Alexandria Rollet astrologer and human design expert who will even be giving a free human design webinar to the community in just a few weeks. You can learn more and join in at beingboss.club slash community where we have all the fun. That's beingboss.club slash community. And until next time, do the work, be boss.